0: Welcome. Welcome to the Issa Rugby podcast where we bring you the latest news,
1: updates and interviews. Get more insights from the Springboks, it is, the Springboks. Champions of the world. The Juniorboks, the Blitzboks, our two national women's teams, local competitions and more.
0: talking all things coaching, with two very experienced gentlemen, especially when it comes to working with younger players. Bafana Nsleko has recently been promoted to the position of head coach of the Junior Springboks, and joining us on this chat is his predecessor, Sean Rue, who nowadays looks after the SA Rugby Academy program for the best under-20s in the country. Gentlemen, welcome to the SA Rugby podcast. Sean, I'm going to jump straight in, get the first couple of questions over to you, and then we'll chat to to Bafana. This one is about coaching, and it's a it's a question we received from a from a, a, a teacher at one of the smaller schools who wants to know: How will coaches from smaller schools be recognised in the national system for consideration to maybe one day even coach the SA Schools team? Uh,
2: good afternoon, De Jong, and it's um, it's my pleasure being being part of this um, podcast. Um, you know, it's 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 an interesting question. Coaches always wants to know, you know, how do they get recognised? And and I had a discussion probably about fifteen years back or twenty years back with Ian McIntosh, um, the former swimmer coach and, and selector. Um, and I asked him, but but what do I need to do? You know, and he had a quite simple answer to me. I was waiting for this long explanation about what you should do and and you know, go overseas and see what they're doing and come back and all that. And yet, and his answer was very simple. You just need to keep on winning and try and win every game. Then people will notice you and, and that's how you move up in, in the ranks. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it sounds very simple, but obviously, you know, there's a lot of hard work and you need a lot of luck. Um, but but that's that's basically what I followed. And, um, you know, we were lucky, you know, Going through a, a good phase with with and Martis, and and that's how you get recognised. Um, but um, you know, you probably ask, you know, what do you need to do if you're in a smaller school? The same, I think, the same principle applies there as well. Is that you need to box clever, and and the more games you win, the more you'll you'll get recognised. I know the the one thing that's that's always difficult as soon as you work with underage group. Uh, players is that sometimes you know you go through one or two bad years where there's not probably not talent coming through at, at that stage. But that's that's when you know you need to box clever and, and think outside the box. Um, but yeah, you know, winning is is important. Um, but so is, so is a bit of luck as well.
0: Another one on coaching and, and I know this is something a lot of people are interested in Um, it's also a a question we we received from a coach out there. I'm not sure who it came from, but they basically want to know, do we have like a South African rugby blueprint that underpins the unique South African style of play to follow? So if you want to embed the South African way into into the way younger players play, do we have something like that? And what would be a good good age to maybe start working with players on something like a a, a general blueprint?
2: Yeah, you know, we, um, back in 2016, Saru went on this beacon in Daba about what we want to try and achieve and how do we want to play and, and what do we need to look at. And we took that blueprint uh, last year um, in lockdown um, as Saru in, in the EPD department under Nico Salfontaine. And we looked at that and um, changed uh, one or two things, or a couple of things, and... and adapted that blueprint into what we see as how we as South Africans want wants to play rugby. So I think uh, uh, that is a good start if, if you read through that document. And, and you know, it's available at Sorry if you contact Nico Serafontein. Um, he's in charge of the uh, EPD One program. Um, at Sorry. you know, you, you can get it from him or Riku Kun, the High Performance Manager. And I think if, if you work through that document, that will give you a Basically, 100% indication of exactly how we see see rugby. Sure, there's some things that's um, uh, targeted towards more senior sides, but the basics of rugby is, is still the same. Whether you're playing under 9 or whether you're playing under 18 or whether you're playing senior rugby is still the same. Catch and pass, defense, running lines, uh, breakdown, scrumming lineouts, I mean, it, it's all there and it's in that blueprint. I, I think it's... a it's a, it's, a, it's
0: a fantastic document. So that's something they can get directly from the, the coaching department at SA Rugby. Sean, I've got one more question for you before we're going to move over to, to Bafana and, and uh, ask him some questions which you also receive. Um, what do you guys have in place to ensure that coaches at school level uh, can get World Rugby Level 3 coaching certificates or you know, upskill themselves on that level?
2: Um, you, you know it's uh, I think this uh, where I'm sitting is, is, is it's the question is probably directed at, at the wrong person but um Hilton Adun is is in charge at sorry with uh, with upskilling coaches and and and, and coaching the coaches um, and in charge of that program so he is he, the right person to contact and once again you know it's contacting sorry and, and, and they'll put you in contact with him um, and give his, his contact details. Um, just from a personal point of view, you know, um, I went from Stellenbosch doing, um, uh, world uh, world rugby level one and two there. And then, uh, whilst working at Saru and being involved in, in, in in, in the MOBI unit there, um, we enrolled in, in World Rugby Level Three and and we did it through through SARU. So Hilton Dunis is is the person to contact and you know, he'll put you on the right track and, and guide you exactly through that whole process and, and it's it's a really I, I thought it was brilliant and um, I'm still using some of that stuff that I did. And we did it five, six years ago and and it's still valid and you know it's a it's a great program. But Hilton Dunis it's brilliant at his job and he's the right guy to contact for that.
0: Excellent. Just just before we go over to Bofana, just a question in terms of when do you think is a good time for a coach in his career, in his or her career, to move up into the World Rugby Qualifications? What would be a, a good base to work from, so to speak? So once you've established yourself as a ex, as an example here, as a primary school coach for 10 years, maybe then is the right time. What would you say is the, is the right time for a coach to move up into these... Qualifications.
2: Look, there yes, look. There's there's different criteria that, that they work on uh, depending on, on your experience and, and where you've coached and, and how long you've you, you've been in the game. So, um, when you work at, at high school level, or whether you've worked at club level, or whether you're working at provincial level, um, they look at that and then they determine you know what uh, level you should start at. So. Um, I would gather, and, and once again, I'm just, you know, I'm not in charge of that program, but I would gather if, if you're probably coaching in primary school, you'll start it at coaching level one. But if you are somebody that's um, been in charge of, of your high school's first team for the last 20 years and you've coached the Craven Week side and, and you're, you're part of the rugby program basically. You know, they look at that and say, listen, you, we'll give you all uh, level one, but you have to start at level two. Um, but once again, um, I'm just speculating here. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but the sooner you can start with that, the better. Um, but as I say, Hilton and doing mm-hmm. is the right man. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, that, that will help and guide you through all of that. Sean, thanks so much for
0: your time. I, I know you guys are very busy with the Rugby Academy program down there in Stellenbosch at the moment. Uh, before we say goodbye, any any last thoughts from your side?
2: No, thank you, De Jong. It was a pleasure, you know, um, chatting to you. Um, I just think maybe from a from a, a coaching perspective, sometimes you 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 sit and you coach and you think, "Geez, I, I don't get any opportunities, and, and where should I go?" You know, um, but. You know, with, with a little bit of luck, you know, somebody recognizes you or there's an opportunity and you've you got to grab, when it comes along, it's going to be quick and you got to grab that with both hands. The one thing I must say is, is if, if you love what you do, it's, it, you know, especially coaching, it's a great job and you're on the edge and sometimes the highs are very high and the lows are very low. You know, when, when you lose, when you win a game by one point, you've got a thousand friends. When you lose a game by one point, you've got a thousand opinions of why you shouldn't be there. So um, all, all I want to say is to those coaches to saying in there, um, they're all doing great jobs. Um, and, um, you know, if if with a little bit of luck, the right opportunities will come by and then they just need to be ready to grab you with both hands. Thanks, Sean. Before ask, thanks for your
0: patience. Uh, we've got a few questions for you next. Um, this is also a question that we received from a number of parents of our of our um, players in our in our junior structures and in, in the EPD program. My child plays well. Insert position here: prop, lock, scrum off, centre, whatever. Um, what do they need to focus on to get selected for their provincial sides?
1: DJ, thanks for having me, and and um, nice to be here with everyone. But uh, great question, and. You know, the more we look at it from a, not just from a provincial point of view, but just from a basic rugby point of view, it's important for us, for any player, in any position, to actually get the fundamentals correct. Um, so if you're a scrum off, for example, you need to be able to pass off the base. I think that's the first thing that we have to get right as a as a scrum off. You know, we might talk about the running lines that you play from there. So those are the things that are important for us. If you're a centre, for example, uh, being able to catch and pass efficiently, uh, Again, extremely important. I'm not much of a forward from a proper lock point of view, but I would assume if you are a lock, it's about being able to jump, uh, being able to catch your kickoff, receive, et cetera. Uh, and again, the role that you play in the scrums. For all the things, I mean, everyone, we, we're very lucky that we've got a lot of naturally talented players in South Africa. But the one thing that I can't emphasize enough for parents, for coaches, for players is that you need to work on your fundamental skills.
0: I, th- I think that pretty much ties in with the next question that we received and, and that is what are the most important aspects of the game that players should do well in to get con- to get into contention for selection, apart from obviously you know working hard and being fit and strong and all of that?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and the one thing that one can never take away from any player is the X factor. They, they're born with it. It's, it's a thing that makes them special. In a team of 15 guys, they all bring something special, which is what makes rugby such a beautiful game. What is important, though, is that when the team starts working together and getting in sync, it, it is extremely important, again, that every single person is able to fulfill their roles in as far as the position-specific roles. Uh, we spoke about prop, locks, scrum, off, center, etc., and the generic roles, whether it's catch-pass, whether it's mm-hmm. breakdown, able to pass after contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all one-on-one tackling. You know, those are the things that I th- believe coaches look for because that's what makes the game outside of your X-factor things from a selection point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the next one is a little bit of a more of a tricky one. It's got to do with, with game plan. Um, why do... Teams kick so much in senior rugby, and this is this is from a a, a, a player who, who plays fly off and fullback. Um, will it be important for me to have a good kicking game as I progress through the ranks? This is like I said, now a guy who plays predominantly fly
1: half or fullback. So yeah, kicking game. What's the importance of it? And in, indeed, I, I mean it's, it's a very good question. I must I must say and. I'm going to take it back to the fundamentals again, DJ. If you, if you look at that, I mean, as a senior player, if you, as you come through the, the ranks as a senior player, be it fly half or fullback, even centers for that matter, and wingers, you need a kicking game at that level simply because, you know, the higher you go, the space gets less and less. Defenses are a lot more organized. I'm sure that, you know, the player would have heard this before. Defenses are a lot more organized. There's a lot there's probably less space to attack and to sort of play the kind of rugby that sometimes we, we aspire to play. Um, and therein lies the importance of kicking. Um, uh, you know, if you talk about senior teams kicking too much or kicking so much, I think that ties in with the tactical play. Mm. Uh, so you've got to combine those two. One, it's, there's a fundamental skill to that. And two, it's understanding the tactical side of the game at that level.
0: I think it's something we saw at the World Cup in 2019 as well, where the Springboks in, the, in, the, in their semi-final against Wales, you know, the kicking game was vitally important to get that that tactical edge. And and in the final against England, you know, they didn't kick as much as in the in the in the semifinal, but they still they still stuck to the plan. And um, I think that shows that you know there's probably a misconception that that you know you're kicking the ball away where. The, the general plan would be to you know to either kick yourself into a better position or kick to get the ball back. So so I'm assuming you know those skills for for flyoffs, full backs, and even scrum offs, you know, to, to to ensure that their kicks are contestable, those are valuable skills that that need that needs to be to be coached at, at that level.
1: That's very true. And I think you make such a strong point there simply because you know, we don't talk about kicking the ball away. Hence, I mentioned the tactical side of the game. You know, teams kick so that they can put pressure on other teams. Kick team, they kick so that other teams can kick back at them and then they can use that as a form of counter attack, et cetera. You know, there's different reasons why teams kick. Uh, I spoke about the tactical side of it, but it could be to put the other side under pressure or it could be to force other team to kick the ball back so they can launch a counter attack. The important thing, and with regards to the player and the question, and again, everything all ties up, is the quality or the level of your skill said determines the quality of your play. So if, you, if you're if a flyer for a fullback that's able to catch and pass, that's able to run good lines, that's able to put players away uh, and then still have a kicking game, then it doesn't really matter what game plan you want to play as a it, it just becomes easier for you to fill just to raise the quality of your game. So again, it's important players to understand that being well-rounded in terms of the fundamentals will elevate your game and determine the quality of rugby that you play.
0: So it all comes back to the fundamentals in the end. Before we say goodbye, I've got two more questions for you. Um, This is from a parent of a much younger player. Uh, He says, um, my nine-year-old son struggles with tackling. Now, I'm sure most nine-year-olds are probably not as ferocious in the tackle, as, as for instance, Dwayne Vermeulen, um, what can I do to help him?
1: Very, very good question. And, and you know, tackling is—it's it, a—it's con- part of confidence thing. Uh, in addition to the technical side of, of it, and if, if I'm just thinking from a technique point of view, I think it's important, and a sorry, technique and a confidence point of view. I think it's important to start slow. And what I mean by that is, you know, perhaps he can be on his knees. Uh, you know, with somebody walking towards him and he just needs to build confidence and getting his shoulder and wrapping. It doesn't have to be he doesn't have to be running at him, you know, just just walking and so that he can understand and feel comfortable and getting his head in the right place. Cause I'm sure there's also a safety element of it as well. You know, and that can progress to once again to somebody jogging. Um, and as he gets more and more confident in his ability. You know, once we can start looking at player maybe making a tackle from a standing position or attempting to tackle from a standing position, the important thing for me mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it's not so much the fact that he must be, you know, smashing guys and driving them back. It's important that he gets his technique right, and slowly builds confidence to understand that. Um, it's it's not a size thing. It's 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 a technique thing confidence thing and if he gets those sort of principles in place I I do believe he'll improve and it it, it comes with time it's it's not a natural thing if you think about a rugby game in itself somebody running at you and trying to sort of either run around you or run at you um so it does take some it does take some time getting used to but I do believe start you know don't throw the kid into a full-on contact situation gradually build his confidence and his technique from the knees, just learning how to get a shoulder in and wrap. He doesn't have to drive or do any like leg drive or yeah. anything like that. You know, then really somebody yeah. jogging at them um, and over and over again focusing on technique, you know, head on the right side, eyes up, make sure that you get shoulder in your wrap. Um, and that will do a world of wonders for the kid's confidence. And as I said, as he gets better and he feels a bit more confident, then gradually somebody running at him. And I do believe that will help a lot.
0: Of course, those are some valuable tips you've given there. Just before we say goodbye, Bafana, you guys are obviously very busy with the SR Rugby Academy at the moment. there in Stanabas. Just give us a short a short summation of where things are with the the under-20s and how is it going there in Stellenbosch at the moment?
1: Thanks for that. It's it's, it's exciting at the moment. The boys are going in. It's the third week that we've been together. Um, Once again, following all the COVID protocols and making sure that we are in line with those. uh, It's a gradual integration into contact at the moment. Uh, But again, just talking back to what we've been speaking about, I mean, the last two weeks have just been nothing but fundamentals. We are aware that most of the boys haven't played rugby in a while. Um, so we're not in a rush to sort of get them up to a certain, you know, from a contact and a rugby-ready point of view. What we're focusing on at the moment is just getting the confidence back, getting the skill levels up again, and gradually building up to hopefully some international matches. But again, the group is excited. Uh, you know, also part of the EPD, most of them have been part of this EPD program, so it just shows. Somebody asked about how you get into provincial selection. It just shows that if you get those fundamentals in place and you just do your bit, you might just be able to influence, you know, where you end up.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. Bafana, good luck with the rest of the of the academy uh, camp there in Stellenbosch, and thanks so much for your time. Uh, we're looking forward to see, hopefully, seeing the the junior box back on the field at some stage this year.
1: Thanks for the opportunity, DJ, and have a great afternoon. Take care. Thanks. Thank you for listening and please join us again for the next SA Rugby podcast. For more, click on springbox.rugby or check out our social media channels.